Hello and welcome to the Forsaken Podcast. I'm your host, Truth Lives. Um, before we get started, I want to welcome all of our new members to the clan um, that joined us past week and a couple, actually the past couple of weeks, to be honest with you, because we haven't had a podcast in a while. I'm glad to have you guys aboard. Um, getting ready for Beyond Light SC. A lot of you guys trying to get all those raids done and everything like that you can before they leave, which is pretty cool. Um, I want to talk to you guys about some stuff. Uh, sorry about the past couple of weeks with the podcast. Um, on the 2nd of October, we had to uh, not post a podcast due to technical issues. Uh, when recording it with uh, my guest, it didn't uh, record in the proper format for me to edit, so I did, wasn't able to edit it, nor was I able to make a new one to fast in time to make it worth listening to. Um, same with uh, the week before. My guest actually canceled, and it was a little late in the weekend for me to quickly get a second guest to take his place. And I was unable to do it as well because I was busy with family and stuff like that. Um, and then the last week, I was on Guardian Downcast, which is a really good podcast. You guys could definitely check those guys out. Uh, Gator and Hazel are wonderful guys. I was so glad to be on their podcast and be interviewed. So if you want to learn more about me and my story and some really cool, fun guys and fun topics to talk about, um, head over to Guardian Downcast on just about any plat- podcast playlist you can, f- you can find out there and check them out. Um, so we're going to go jump into this Destiny 2 news. So this week at Bungie. So I'm going to skip over. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the Vidoc and the newest trailer. I mean, I might mention the newest trailer, but I'm not going to talk about the Vidoc and everything like that. Um, when I have my guest on, we'll actually talk about that. I'm hoping next week we can get a really good guest so we can talk about that Vidoc. Um, so this week at Bungie, there's a lot going on right now. Um, what a week. It started out with a brand new Vidoc showcasing Bungie's developers, giving a behind the scenes look at what we've been coming up with. From home, now we'll pause it for the TWAB for 15 minutes, so you can go watch it, and it's all its glory. You know, if you always watched it, go watch it again. Don't worry. We'll wait on you. Sorry. Um, what is your first look into the season of the hunt, as well as a deeper dive into Beyond Light, Stasis, New Light, and our plans for year four? And we mentioned also that the most, se- the most seasonal content is going to be sticking around throughout the year, and showed off a new calendar for Beyond Light and Season of the Hunt, starting, start writing these dates in your calendar, or, I guess, like, programming them into your virtual calendars, you do. Um, so that, that's pretty cool, they have a calendar out there, it's pretty cool, um, Beyond Light launched the 10th, and then the seasonal artifact and a lot of the seasonal stuff will start up that week as well. Um, they won't actually do the uh, Season of the Hunt missions, don't start until the 17th, which is the week after the uh, yeah, the week after the 10th. So it'll be a week before the actual seasonal missions for Season of the Hunt start, but I'm pretty sure you can get some seasonal content still on the way because they do have the seasonal artifact and the reward track unlocks as well there on the 10th. So that's pretty cool. Um, looks like add-up weapons are being added to Beyond Light's uh, trials on the 13th. That would be the first week of trials. Um, then the raid opens up the Deepstone Crypt on the uh, 21st. Then they've got the first Iron Banner of this season um, on the 8th, which is pretty cool. It's actually pretty early. Or no, wow, 12-8. Sorry, 12-8. So December 8th. And then December 15th through the 1st, no, wow, through to the 5th of January is the dawning. And then they have many more coming out. So with Beyond Light, free content. You've got the new Destination Europa, new Cosmodrone experience, new Seasonal Armor, new Exotic Weapon, new Strike added to the playlist, new Lost Sectors, 100 Seasonal Ranks, new Artifact Mods, new Triumphs, Shaders and Emblems, Iron Banner, and the Dawning. That's all free to players. If you buy the Beyond Light, you get the Beyond Light campaign begin... Wow. 
yeah, campaign begins. Uh, stasis unlocks for the all three of the classes, and then Salvation's Grip Exotic Grenade Launcher Quest. So I'm assuming that's going to be tied to the end of the story, maybe. Uh, we'll see, but that looks like it's going to be coming out there. Um, we followed that up by pushing out the uh, uh, Beyond Light launch trailer this morning, featuring some good vibes and a familiar soundtrack. It's one of the last action-packed previews of Beyond Light you'll get before it launches in a less than a fortnight. We'll pause the twab one more time so you can watch it, but this is it. No more pauses after this. That's that. So you got that. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. So this is where it gets really important. This is where they're going to talk about some really good changes. So right now they're going to go talk about the progression changes that they're making in the game. So the start of the new Destiny expansion begins with a power climb. As you experience the campaign and play through the story missions, after finishing that up and completing some additional quests and activities, you're you are usually around what we can call the soft cap, and we will need to start earning powerful rewards to continue to increase our power. So you can tackle some of the more aspirational activities in the end game. After you reach the hard cap, there is an additional 10 power you can earn through through earning pinnacle rewards if you choose to hit the pinnacle cap. There are new power caps you are aiming for this next season when beyond when it when it launches on November 10th. So the soft cap will be 1,200, the hard cap will be 1,250, and pinnacle cap will be 1,260. So that'll be interesting. Um, when you first log in next season, all of your weapons and armor will be at 1050 power or higher if you have already. If, you're, if you have anything already over with 1050, it will be unchanged, and anything under will be brought up to 1050. All new players will start at 1050 as well. So so new light players will automatically start at 1050, just like when uh, Beyond Light, well, not Beyond Light, uh, Shadowkeep dropped. They did make it to where um, the new players started at, I think, nine, was it 860? No, 7-something. It was 7-something. Then later on down the road, they did increase the power cap, so it didn't have to earn as much of a grind. Um now they're going to go into the powerful reward changes. We've heard a lot of feedback from players for more opportunities to earn powerful rewards from the activities you enjoy most. Um, we have a change coming that will allow you to have a chance to earn powerful rewards from strikes, gambit, crucible, and from seasonal drops all the way up until the hard cap. It will still be much quicker to continue to complete all the powerful reward sources each week, but if you just want to play strikes or crucible matches all day, every day, you can continue to earn powerful rewards. We hope this helps you to continue increasing your power during this period when you are still close to the soft cap and may find completing some of the powerful sources, like the ordeal, very difficult. So, good to know. Um, they're going to talk about tokens and collections. So, Destiny is at, is at its best when you are shooting aliens, getting loot, and becoming more powerful. The gameplay loop breaks down when the best way to increase your power cap can be standing in the tower, handing tokens to Lord Shaq. Starting next season, gear received from collections and turning in tokens will have a lower power than in previous seasoned gear. Um, well, seasons, well. Gear earned through token purchases will be 20 power below your power level, and collection buybacks will be capped at 1050 power. So that kind of sucks, in a sense. So they're no longer going to let you pull stuff out of your collections at that certain level. So I would definitely do it now. Get everything exotic you can think of, throw it in your vault. So it's at least 1050 when you start out next season. Instead, or 1060, if you've got 1060 gear, just that way you're not getting shafted by this. So definitely make sure you have that information. Um, so they're making some economy changes here soon. Um, some currencies and items have changed. Changes coming at either at the end of this season or in the near future. Here's what to expect when you log into next season. So materials with no home. They're going to talk about all the materials that are going, all the planets that are going away. Um, with Beyond Light and the what the materials are going to do with them. So, with several destinations going into the Destiny Content Vault, many of you have been wondering what is going to happen to these currencies found in the areas currently underneath the pyramids. 
The simple answer is there's no changes to these currencies in Season of the Hunt, and you will be able to continue to spend them at vendors normally. Starting in Season 13, Phase Glass Needles, Alkaline Dust, Simulation Speeds, and Seraphite will no longer be accepted by vendors. So we're in Season 12 next. Um, season 13 will be the one after that. Um, for those of you that still have unspent stockpiles at the end of Season of the Hunt, Spider will be kind enough to offer a small glimmer exchange to take them off your hands, but you'll realize the best value by spending them before that point, so make sure you turn in your stockpiles before the end of the next season. So definitely get rid of them. Definitely, that's a key word there. Um, there are no other items that will be removed from your inventory at the end of Season of Arrivals. Some, like faction tokens, have not had a purchase in quite a while. Um, and others, like expired ramen coupons, never really had a purpose, but held some sentimental value. We know that it might be hard to part with those, but it's time to let them go. So it looks like they're getting rid of the expired ramen coupons, which I have, I think, five of them now. Um, and they'd be taking away any kind of tokens, like faction tokens that you had, if you had any left over. Um, those are going away. That kind of sucks. Um, they have a help article, which, um, I don't have available. I mean, I can open it real quick, and we can see what it says, because it's got a full list of what actually is going to be disappearing. Um, so, here's a complete list of items, quests, and currencies that will be automatically removed from player inventories at the start of year four. Advanced Paradox Amplifiers, Adventure Tokens, all bounties and quests from the Season of Forge, Season of the Drifter, and Season of Opulence, all Ritual and Pinnacle Weapon quests. The gear will become available in our mon Monument to Lost Lights Exotic Archive. Black Armory Schematic Consumables, Boon of Opulence, Braytex Schematic, Cade's Odds and Ends, Concentrated Radiolarian Culture, Dance Party Keys, Expired Ramen Coupons, Faction Wars Material, Faded Cards, Five of Swords Challenge card, Forge Polymers, Imperials, Letter Fragments, Ludapalooza Keys, Lost Memory Fragments, Modular Support Consumables, Motes, Weak, Mindling, Powerful, Collector, Invader, Reaper, Sentry, Notes from Cade, Obsidian Accelerators, Obsidian Radiance Temper Effect, including those applied on weapons, Obsidian uh, Override Frequencies, Paradox Amplifier, Radiant Matrix, Radiolarian Culture, Radi Resputant Armory Codes, Resonant Stem consumers, Consumables, wow, Rune Finders, Synths, Collector, Sentry, Invader, Reaper, Tokens, Dead Orbit, Future War Cult, and New Monarchy, Transcripts, Treasure Maps, EDZ, Titan, Io, Nessus, Mercury, and Hellas Basin, and Wealth of the Emperor buffs. So that is everything disappearing from year four. So be careful. Use what you can right now as much as possible. Get rid of it before November 10th, okay? Um... So here's another thing they're going to talk about uh, is bounties. So back in late April, we shared some plans on how to tackle the problem of bounty fatigue. We have made some shifts to seasonal bounties and reduced their importance on earning seasonal currency and seasonal progress. We're happy with these changes, but still want to continue to improve on bounty system overall. One of the plans we previewed was to eventually replace weekly bounties with a new mechanism to provide players with a set of non-expired, expiring and account-scoped objectives each week, that will grant lots of season rank progress. We're still working on that system, and we'll share more on it before its target release of season 13. So next season, they're going to release a new kind of like targeted system, which is I think that'd be a little bit better than bounties sometimes, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see how that works. Um, next, they want to cover the season pass. So the season pass you've come to know since season Shadowkeep, wow, is largely staying the same. There will be new weapons and armor to earn off both the free track and owned path. One big change we are making is adding Bright Dust to the Season Pass, which is beautiful. We didn't really have much on Bright Dust. We had a little bit here and there, but not much. 
So as mentioned before, we wanted to change the way you earn Bright Duffs and move more towards account-specific paths to give players with only one character significantly more Bright Duffs than they've been earning over the last year. Here's a high-level look at the changes coming next season. So starting next season, this is good to know. So Season Path pass Free Path will now offer 7,500 Bright Dust. So that's available to everybody. Um, season Pass Owners, so if you own the Season Pass, will now offer 3,000. So you're going to get close to, you get, get 10,500 Bright Dust just from the Season Pass as a Season Pass holder and a Free Pass. That's not bad. That's actually quite a bit more than you've got now. And then they will also now make weekly bounties will now award 100 Bright Dust, I believe, no matter what. So that's pretty good to know. So I think any weekly bounty. Um, with these changes, the vast majority of players will be earning Bright Dust more than before. One of our goals here is to not have a system that pushes you to try and grind out every weekly bounty on all three characters each, each every single week, whether you are a three-character player or only a hunter. Bright Dust will be more available when earning ranks on the Season Pass. We will also be making a change to the timing of Season Pass rank purchases, which will be available starting in Week 5 instead of Week 9. We have more plans for improving how you earn Bright Dust coming in Season 13, and we'll continue to monitor your feedback. I have been talking a lot. Let's change it up. Here's a design lead, Justin... I want to say Justin Dezette, to tell you about some changes Spider is making to his wares. And to answer your questions, we have been seeing about the customization upgrades we are making to your ghost. Sorry, lost my words. <clears throat> so... They're going to make some changes to uh, quite a few things. I'm not sure exactly how to feel about those. Um, honestly, the Bright Dust doesn't bother me. I'm not exactly sure how I feel about um, Season Pack rank purchases being a little bit earlier. But, I mean, what can you say? I mean, it's it's it it's if someone wants to pay for it, they can pay for it, you know? I usually get it done every, every time we do a season. I've been ranked 100 no matter what. But... No, it, it, it's whatever. So now they're going to talk about what Spider's going to be doing now since uh, they're going to be making some changes to him and to his wares because some things are no longer necessary to do. Um, so we'll see how that goes real quick. Um, so Spider is going to through some changes in Beyond Light. Though a notoriously savvy black market dealer, our favorite forearmed friend has had largely the same for quite a while. But the impending journey to Europa has finally given him a reason to tune up the materials exchange and make two key changes. Um, uh, right here. First, Spider will no longer be selling legendary shards. This exchange was removed mainly because it was not seeing enough use, particularly when compared with other exchange offers. After reviewing player balances and with the frequency with which this upgrade exchange was assessed, well, it was just an easy decision to free up the space for something much more interesting. In place of the Legendary Starge Exchange, Spider will now be selling Enhancement Prisms. These highly valued items come at a cost, 400 Legendary Shards per prism, and he's stingy with them. So you can only buy, um, purchase three a week, but we wanted to give you those of you with higher chances, well, higher balances, a way to transmute your Legendary Shards into something a little more valuable than planetary materials and upgrade modules. Um... Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, my wife came in here, took off supplements. Um, <clears throat> lost my place. There it is. Right here. Second, we've taken another look at the Enhancement Core Exchange works. 
and made some changes. The ascending cost mechanism has been removed and is in and in place, Spider will now sell you five enhancement cores a day for a fixed price of 30 legendary shards each. While this does listen, limit the number of cores you can acquire from it each day, we feel a consistent price is clearer is a clearer experience with less chance to accidentally spend large quantities of legendary shards. More importantly, it's also cheaper. In the old purchase model, you'd pay 310 legendary shards for five enhancement cores, 10, 20, 40, 80, and then 160. In the new model, you'll only pay 30 shards each, which equals to about 15, uh, 150 legendary shards for five enhancement cores. So while it does limit your acquisition rate, it actually will save you 160 legendary shards every five cores. So that's not too terrible. I think that's a little bit better for them. So... Um, let me know how you feel about the enhancement changes that they're making to Spider and his vending. I believe it's going to be a really good to purchase system. Um, the fact that we can get enhancement cores and prisms would be nice just because, you know, you run out of those pretty quickly. I mean, I'm running out of enhancement cores really quickly. Um, so it's good to know. Um, so here they're going to talk about some other things. It's going to go got to go fast. So finally, we've seen a few people wondering if you'll be able to acquire, be able to equip the ghost mod speed demon with other mods like Guiding Light in the new system. And we have some good news for you. You won't need to. Starting in Beyond Light, all sparrows, both legendary and exotic, will Im imminent, well, innately summon instantly, even without the transmat preloader perk. As a result, there is no need for a ghost mod to impact this functionality, so Speed Demon was not carried forward into the new system. You've already been diving around, well, driving around a sparrow with transmat preloader. You can keep using it and it'll work just fine, or you can pull it from collections again and get two new perks. Newly created sparrows will no longer roll on transmat preloader, so you can have a chance to get yourself an extra perk and still retain the instant summon speed. Hop on that new, newly instant summoning sparrow and zip on over to check out Spider's new offers. He's ready and waiting to wrap those four greedy arms around some of your wealth and make you a deal that you can't refuse. So, good to know Speed Demon is no longer needed, so if they ever bring back Scourge the Past and you have the, the sparrow racing part, um, you don't need to have that any perks. So that's great. It's wonderful to know. Um, next thing we're going to talk about is Eververse. So uh, starting in Season of the Hunt, Bright Engrams will now contain all Eververse content from Seasons 1 to 3 seasons prior to the current season, excluding content from special events like Festival of the Lost and the Dawning, etc. Um, here are some practical examples. So Season 12, that's next season, Bright Engrams contain all contents from Seasons 1 through 9. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Seasons 1 through 9. So that's, um, what is it, season? Season the no season 9, I believe, was... Uh, shit. I can't remember anymore. I think it was Dawn or Undying, one of the two. Um, and then season 13, Bright Engrams contain all, C all content from seasons 1 through 10, which was uh, Warmind. The Warmind one, the uh, season of the worthy, in quotation marks, okay? Um, as always, as you open more bright engrams, your chances for earning things you don't own increases. There will be instances of duplicate drops, but the engram will be weighted to grant you things you might be hunting. Good to know. So now they're done talking about all the changes they're making there. Um, they're going to talk about the down there. Um, what is this? Player support. So, um, player support team says this, this is their down to the wire so world activities when beyond light and update 3.0 releases on november 10th 2020 some world activities were removed these removals are not related to the destiny content vault but to general game updates 
Players should complete any activities and quests they have left if they want to claim rewards from them. So flashpoints, weekly engrams should be claimed before November 10th, or they will be removed. All destination adventures, world quests from your one location, such as Enemy of My Enemy, Exodus Black, and Data Recovery. Inventory item removal. With the start of year four and the introduction of the Destiny Content Vault, on November 10th, certain items will be declared, well, depreciated from player inventories that correspond with vaulted destination activities and campaigns. Um, I already did the list. So a list of these items, quests, and currency removed from players' inventory starting year four. Some of these items listed can be turned in for rewards, such as glimmer weapons and armor. Be sure to do that before November 10th. So if you got them, use them. Um, another thing they want to talk about is the 14-hour downtime. So on November 9th, Destiny 2 will be taken offline for maintenance. Maintenance will begin at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 0300 UTC, ending on November 10th at 9 a.m. 1700 UTC with the launch of Destiny 2's Beyond Light and Update 3.0. Um, so stay tuned to be to help.bungie.net and at Bungie Help on Twitter for updates. So definitely be on, be on the look for that. I believe it's a full installation of the game. They're going to remake you re-download the entire game, but I believe it also it also downloads all of uh, Beyond Light as well, so you're not having to update Beyond Light. Should. Should. Don't quote me on that, but it should, from what they're saying. They haven't said anything about that yet. Um, PlayStation 4 Collector's Edition codes. Earlier this week, we informed PlayStation 4 players who have purchased the Destiny 2 Beyond Light Collector's Edition, that they may have received an email by a possible account lockout if they use their Collector's Edition codes. The issue resulting in account lockouts for early code redemption has now been resolved, and players can now safely redeem their codes prior to November 10th. Titles and Seals, a moment's triumph and season for rivals coming to, an, to a close. Players are strongly encouraged to claim and equip those titles located in their seals so they can, well, so they will correctly count as claimed. Okay. Next, they're going to talk about known issues. While we continue investigating very no, various known issues, here is a list of the latest issues that are reported to us in our hashtag help form. The Warlock's top three on Dawnblade subclass can tr trigger the Icarus Dash cooldown when playing on PC. Um, players can't dismount from their sparrow using the dismount button on a controller if their ghost is out. This has been out for a while. Um, some players report that they are receiving the baboon arrow, arrow code more frequently. So they've got other issues that they just didn't mention there. Um, so that's the end of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna read over what Cosmos said at the end of it just to cover some other things. Um, it's been a fun week. Filled with several early mornings for us on Pacific time. It's nice. It's always nice to start the day off delivering a new Vidoc or exciting new launch trailer. The train carrying the hype is nearing its destination though, and Beyond Light will be here arriving in less than two weeks. It's almost time to start counting the sh the sleeps until the big launch. Next week we'll have a preview of some of the patch notes coming with the big update on November 10th. We want to leave plenty of you to discover on your own in Beyond Light and Season of the Hunt, and we're excited to let the game do the talking. But we will still check in next week for one last TWAB before launch. So Cosmo sends his regards and everything else on that. So pretty hefty TWAB. Not not a lot to cover, really. They they had a few things that were interesting. Um, I do want to make one mention from last week's TWAB that uh, <coughs> Hazel missed when I was on his podcast. When getting adept weapons in Season of the Hunt and Trials, you will be getting a pinnacle drop for the first one of every week. It is a pinnacle, okay? Just just so you know, it's a pinnacle drop. So if you're already at hard cap by Trials launch, then go get into Trials, get your adept weapon, and you can get yourself a, your first pinnacle of the week. So there you go. Um... 
So I think that's going to cover everything this week. Um, I'm going to check something real quick. I believe Boney sent us a uh, question last week that we didn't cover, but I'll go ahead and cover it real quick on my show while I've got the opportunity to do so. Um, let me see where it's at. Um, now right here. Um, Boney did ask, but uh, I have one. What is one thing you want most from Beyond Light? And he says, for me, it's achievements. Um, myself, I would love to see some new Mithrax stuff, to be honest with you. Mithrax is a really cool character of mine. I, I really enjoy his, his the idea of how he is a fallen, gar- fallen guardian, basically. So I'd love to see more information come from that. Um, but that's about it for this week. Um, not much else to cover. Again, sorry, guys. I know it's very light and not a very long podcast episode. I know you guys like the uh, the interviews and learning more about some of our guys and our clan and the community. Um, we should be starting that up next week. I'm hoping to get a really good guest on. I, I don't want to spoil anything. I'll let you guys know when as soon as I can. Um, but for now, um, you can reach me on Twitter at TruthLives. Um, Discord, I'm TruthLives, hashtag 4409, Xbox, TFB TruthLives, um, YouTube, I believe it's TFB TruthLives, and now Twitch. Check me out on twitch.tv slash TruthLives. And also remember, it's a one and not an I in lives, okay? Um, so this has been Truth Lives, and I will see you on the reef.